Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. And we're your host, Nathan McFly. It's your nigga with Joe. Shout out to the nation and Yo, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And we starting it off like this. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, man? I'm a bit hungover from last night. <laughs> I got a... Good night. Good night. I got a weed hangover, actually. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. A weed hangover? Yeah, I went to a, a that Boom Bat event last night. Shout out to the boy Nizzy. It was definitely a flushing affair. Flushing Queens was really, really heavy in the building. Um, this nigga Nutso performed. Fire. Flush was in the building. Fire. And like every part, every block of Flushing was represented last night. That's amazing, dude. It was definitely a good look. It was a good event. You know, there was a hip-hop vibe, there was some b-boys in the building, there was some DJs in the building, there was some weed vendors in the building, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was a, it was, it was definitely a dope event, man. Shout out to my nigga, this nigga Nizzy, man, put on a good event, man. Put on for the, for the city, for the culture last night. So word, word, him, word, man. word, definitely. Word. And we need that, man. Like, no, a lot of people don't know where Flushing's at. You say flushing, they asking about flushing Ave in Brooklyn and shit, bro. Yo, I'm not even gonna, I just wanna say this real quick too, man, cause I grew up listening to Royal Flush. <laughs> and last night, I, I bumped into him and I was like, yo, everywhere, everywhere I go, they try to take my shun. <laughs> and then he finished it with remind me of the Allen, but still came home with shuns. I know, yo, yeah. that was, that was hip hop. That right was there. a moment. That was a moment right there. That was hip hop right there. I was fire. Yeah, that was a moment, man. Shout out to Royal Flush. Word up. Word, man. But like everything else, like how, like you said, there was a whole bunch of vendors out there. They had the Wii vendors. They had the B boys. I know they had a whole bunch of graffiti artists as well, right? Yeah, they had it. Uh, Sens was there selling, you know, selling merch, selling some original art. Um, they had like some dudes selling Queens tees, and there was hoodies, Nutso selling merch, like. It was a lot of love. They were selling food, beers. You know, I was getting, you know, I showed up the bar a lot of love last night. (laughs) (laughs) Smoked the pre-roll that put me on my ass. It was all good. It was all love. (laughs) It was a good fucking night. Nice, nice. And then um, I heard heard you also got, you got love in uh, on the hip-hop form, bro. Yeah, a couple niggas asked me what's up. When I'm a rap again, or am I rapping? I'm gonna <laughs> rap that night. My sister made a fucking put a post on IG, and I had to bark on her a little bit. Like, yo, don't even get that shit started. Don't even get that. No shit. Uh, don't even get that going. Don't get that talk going. But yeah, it was, it was love on that tip last night too. You know, so shout out to niggas recognizing what we did. Nah, that's what's up, man. Come on now. Ten plus years ago. You know? Yo, listen. Listen, we, we went through we went through the hood heavy and not only in our hood but every other hood that we that we stepped down on, bro. Word, word. You already know. But uh yo, ever since all this has been going on right now, with WWE going over to Fox, AEW premiering, NXT doing their numbers of what they're doing um the last couple of Wednesdays. We also got another Big, big news on the pro wrestling front with a hip-hop twist. Black excellence. 
black excellence at its finest. It's known that Master P. Na 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 na. But House of Glory Wrestling. For those who do not know House of Glory Wrestling, it's an independent promotion. Queens. Based out of New York City. They got a wrestling school out in Ridgewood, if I'm not mistaken. And they've been churning out talent. When I mean churning out talent, like, did you guys see AEW this weekend? Did you see Private Party? Yeah, Private Party came from the House of Glory wrestling crew. That's right. That's all them over there. Um, they had numerous of stars come through their promotion. And when I'm talking about it, LAX, Santana and Ortiz, proud, Pride and Powerful. You know what I'm saying? They come from that. They come from that cloth, that HOG cloth. Uh, the Lucha Brothers have been through there. The Young Bucks were their first tag team champs. Another one of my favorites, the massage, the dudes that be giving massage. <laughs> <to> the mas- <laughs> no, 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 that's ICW. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what's the dude? Let's shout him out real quick. <laughs> we seen him at an HOG show. Nah, it wasn't an HOG show. It was ICW at Ultimate Fitness. I feel like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was ICW. But <laughs> Yeah, let's give them a Susie shout out. As a Susie shout out, bro. Um, you know Ricochet. Their, you don't know their names? I really don't. Right, <laughs> One of them's from Flushing, Hollow. But anyways, <laughs> Ricochet, who was who held their HOG title, was part of that brand. A- AJ Styles ran through there. Drew McIntyre when he was on his indie scene stuff after being let go by WWE. Uh, the list goes on and on of all the people. EC3. I mean, they had so many prominent figures within sports entertainment that have gone through their rings and put on stellar shows. So, Master P buying this out is something really dope. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a New York-based thing and it could actually go, you know, through the states now, I would say. Because they got a lot of money backing it up. Right. They could get even more, you know, big name wrestlers right now to do their shows, or maybe even be part of their roster. Yeah, and I can see a lot of people even wanting to be a part of it now because Master P owns it. Yeah, you know? so he's gonna bring a lot of, a lot of big names and, you know, familiar faces. Exactly, and uh, you know, but sh- that definitely shout out Amazing Red, who's wrestling at New Japan at the moment. But Amazing Red is one of the co-founders of HOG. Along with BXL. BXL, shout out to him, man. True, true New York nigga that started something from nothing right there with that with this shit right here. Word. And if you haven't been to an HOG show and you're from New York or just around the tri-state area, you need to go watch. I mean, it's at it's a club atmosphere. It's at Almazora. If you're in the age group that I am in, <laughs> that we're in... You already know. Word. Shout out to being being able to go to an event at Amazura and not get shot. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> Any other event, you might get shot at Amazura, man. Shout out to... Yeah, shout out to House of Glory for that one. <laughs> shout out to that side of the hood. You know, they just had they just had a crazy event, High, high Intensity 8, uh, I think it was in August during SummerSlam weekend, where, you know, they had the Bucks there versus Private Party. Adam Page came out of nowhere, you know, because the Bucks were getting beat down by the people of House of Glory. 
You had their new belt, the six-way belt, come out. I mean, they have so many just, like, innovative ideas that they're doing right now that is so needed within pro wrestling, just in the independent circuit, that it's it's phenomenal. Right. Like, I can't I can't wait to see what happens after, you know, Master, Master P is actually really into it. And their next uh, event, I think, is November 16th, and it's called No Limit. So you already know. It goes hand-in-hand, hand, like we've been saying. Pro wrestling and hip-hop go hand-in-hand. Hand. And that right there... Is basically, you know, Word up. The, the the fucking. It's, it's literally the point of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Master P buying H O G equals the twenty by twenty podcast. Word word. <laughs> Hip hop and wrestling no, coming together. No limit H O G twenty by twenty. Seriously, <laughs> for real. Look out for that shit. <laughs> Word up, bro. But yo, shout out to them. Shout out to everybody there still doing their thing. Shout out to all the talent. Uh, you guys got. You guys got a bright future ahead of you, man, with a whole bunch of people that got your back, man. Definitely. Joe. You gonna get into Ah uh, I've been thinking about this all week. So, this is my thing with Hell in the Cell. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into Hell in the Cell. I know you heard it on every other podcast, but you ain't gonna get it like this, motherfuckers. You ain't gonna get it like this. Yo, but doesn't it feel like Hell in the Cell was so long ago? Because so much wrestling has happened since Hell in the Cell, where it's like, wow, Hell in the Cell. And it was just last week. But it just seems like so, so long ago. Because of so much that's been happening. Because so much wrestling has happened since from Sunday to Friday. It's crazy, but go ahead, man. Get into the, the red light special. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for shorties to just start shaking like <laughs> word <laughs> through like, glass mirrors. Yeah, they literally borrowed the light bulb from the red light special. It was like, yo, let us hold this. Oh, but go ahead, bro. God. Get into but, it. All right. Into it. So, with all the good that was going on in that week within pro wrestling, AEW, you know, doing their thing and premiering, and you know, just. Everything, everything. NXT, Raw was actually okay. SmackDown was fun to watch. Then we get into Sunday. No, but before SmackDown, when Kofi lost that belt and the way he lost it, I already knew he was going to lose the shit. I already knew he was going to lose. It's the way he lost. And I told people that's going to be the way he's going to lose. Just because the last time he faced Brock Lesnar at their show in Japan... He basically got squashed the same way. For them to go back to that was too predictable. Especially when he was just coming out of all these David and Goliath type matches with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. They got so much offense in to the point where people thought they were going to win. Great 12-minute matches. The one with AJ, I think, was a little longer because AJ collapsed with a big dude like that. But this was like four and a half seconds. So people was already like beyond mad about that shit. And it's just crazy because I see that that out, outpouring support on social media for fucking Kofi Kingston as champion. Even after he lost, people were like, yo, that shouldn't have been that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then... Sunday comes. So we're like, you know what? Ah, at least we got the Fiend as Universal Champ. 
We don't know what the fuck is going on in this fucking pay-per-view. There's nothing. There's no fucking promos. All we know is four matches. Because those storylines have actually been going on for the last couple of weeks. So we know those four matches. And then they put these little rinky-dink matches here and there, here and there, here and there. It's like, come on, my guy. And then you get AJ Styles taking the pin. In that in that fucking uh six uh that six uh whatchamacallit that six man match. With him, the OC versus the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman. And I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, alright, whatever. Then we get Ali and Orton. Thinking Ali might get a, a victory that he needs? Nah, fam. Nah, nah, not at all. Not at fucking all. Becky, Becky and uh, Sasha, thank you. Put on a great match. Thank you for that. Truly appreciate that. The Tornado tag team match with Reigns, Bryant versus the Bludgeon Brothers, pretty good. Hard-hitting. There was shit breaking all over the fucking place. Loved it. Then we get into this fucking match. Main event. Red light special. Where people are asking, why is there a DQ finish in a Hell in a Cell match? There's reason to ask that. Mick Foley went off a fucking Hell in a Cell. Practically almost killed himself. Had a tooth in his gums. Had a tooth in his lip. And still came out because he knew he had to finish that match. Fucking... Triple H is known to roll with a sledgehammer <laughs> and beat the living shit out of people with that shit. Never got DQ'd. So what the fuck? I mean, honestly, I thought the reason why they stopped it was because it was just kind of showing, like, the level you would have to take it to in order to beat the Fiend. Yeah. Like, you would literally have to beat him in the head with a hammer. And the fact that the Fiend push Seth Rollins to that edge kind of showed like even Seth Rollins would go the extra length to fucking beat the Fiend. And, you know, they try to make it like you're taking it way too far. Like, we're stopping this match. Like, you're you're not going to be able to beat him. Like, you're not going to beat him. So, what you're doing right now is just taking it to the next level. You're going to practically probably kill him. So, and honestly, I thought they would play it out like in the raw after that, but they kind of didn't. No. Like, they kind of just like the fiend didn't even show up on the on the next raw. They were saying that he wasn't cleared, right? Because they said why it wasn't clear to show up. Like he had a concussion or something like that. Well, either way, like come on, your main event is always supposed to show back up on Raw the next night to clear that shit up. And you know what's crazy that. There was such a backlash. Sorry to sorry to no, cut no. you off real quick. There was such a backlash to that event that they hardly showed any recap of the event during Raw. They showed some of the main event though. Yeah, like, but like, not like not like how they would do it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like not how they would normally start the exactly, show. Exactly. Talking about the main event. They didn't talk about the main event until the end of the night. Cause I even had that thought. Like it was like ten thirty. And they started showing. And then, but Rollins didn't come out. It wasn't like a, it, they just showed it. And then they just went to some other shit that had nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are upset about it. I get it. You know, it is what it is. But I don't think it did anything to hurt the Fiend's character. In fact, they need to kind of, like, put the Fiend out there a little more on a wrestling tip. And we need to see him in the ring more because, you know, the scary shit is, is dope. And I, I love all of it. But, you know, I, I really want to see the, the Fiend more in the ring. Like, like... There was reports that came out yesterday saying that the original finish for the match was for The Fiend to do a dive off the cell, a la Mick Foley. And him having to come back to the match and then, you know, basically, I guess, that's all they said. There was nothing about him winning or whatever it was, but it was just him doing a crazy, a crazy spot. But they were so, you know, so worried about how hurt he might get doing a spot like that, that they didn't even want to take the chance. But if you're not going to take the chance, that's why I said, like, yo, dude, LP said the Fiend don't need the belt. He Understandable. Does. He don't. But if he's in this match, let him beat Seth to a pulp. Let him beat the shit out of him and leave him there and walk out the cell. Or let him drag him out the cell, not even having to want the fucking Universal Championship. And then when Seth comes back, he's a different person. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't... Because then then that's kind of just squashing your champion. Right? So it's like if... You can't let... You can't let your champion get squashed like that. Unless the nigga that's squashing him is like a Brock Lesnar. Okay. Like, Brock Lesnar squashing... <laughs> squashing Kofi was kind of like... Bro, you a champion, but I literally just caught you in midair. And gave you my finishing move in five seconds. But you're the fucking heavyweight champion. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Go sit down somewhere. But then it's like, so... Go sit down somewhere. So then Seth, so then Seth could have three matches with Brock and kick out of everything. Why can't Kofi? They've been building Kofi mad strong. Yeah, they've been building Kofi, honestly, as like a survivor. Right? But like, strong, though. Because his finisher is lights out at the moment. He, no, he, yeah. He, he hit the finisher on AJ Styles last over. night. One, two, over. three. Yeah. Shice. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Shout out to Shice. Fucking the nation of AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, there was a whole bunch of shit that it just didn't add up. And I feel like everybody's revolting now. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like, oh my God. First, Kofi loses the way he did. Now you give us this bullshit. For a finish, people are done. Like, that basically ended the pay-per-view known as Hell in a Cell. It ended the match known as Hell in the Cell. Yeah, they shouldn't go back to Hell in the Cell. They're not going back to that no more. If they do, that shit's not going to do no numbers whatsoever. Or if they do, then they need to really, like, make it, like, old-school Hell in the Cell. Make it worth something. Make it, like, really about it going to the next level. Really about being Hell. Because if when mankind was in a hell in a cell match, when Undertaker was in it, then you know like oh shit. Yeah, because now I'm telling you, like that shit is done. That yeah, that whole done. yo and it's I agree. crazy. It's fucking done. It's I done. Agree. Yes, se acabo. That shit is done. I I can't I can't even like fathom another match like that right now. Yeah, they need to throw that whole fucking cell away. Yeah, scrap that shit. Throw the cell away. Give us a Punjabi Prince match. There you go. Give us a fucking... Uh, Shout out to Jinder Mahal. 
uh, a, a leather, what was it? Where they like tie a, Cari- <laughs> a Caribbean uh, leather strap match? match? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Savio Vega. <laughs> a Caribbean leather strap match. Yo, who would probably put on a fire Caribbean leather strap match? <laughs> like, who's built for the Caribbean leather strap match right now? Like, whose game Yo. goes perfect with the Caribbean leather strap match? A, a nigga that needs a shot. EC3. <laughs> EC3 versus CPO in the Caribbean leather strap match. What's your favorite wrestler? It's going down at the fucking nah, Ultra EC3 Fitness Nah, EC3 versus all three members of the Lucha House Party. Caribbean leather strap match. That's it. That's it. Put them over. For real. <laughs> Special guest referee, Savio Vega. So before we get off the... <laughs> before we get off of this topic... They got the Puerto Rican referee shirt. <laughs> with the bandana and with, the fucking... With the red and blue stripes. <laughs> no, no, no. With the Jamaican tank top, but it's like a fucking Puerto Rican flag on it. <laughs> with the coquille on the side. <laughs> Uno. Dos. No, 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 no. Dos. Instead of two. Dos. Dos, That's funny. But we, before we get off this topic... um. Do you think the Fiend is destroyed, or there's still levels to come back on? Hell yeah. Right? He did it He did it on SmackDown. I just wish they would have treated him the way they treated The Undertaker back in the day, when he beat Hogan for the title. He was known as Unstoppable. He was going against the Unstoppable Force, which is Hogan. And he beat Hogan, even though it was like, you know... A little, you know, a little, was, little cheating here and there, but he beat Hogan. It was a different Unstoppable. Like, Undertaker was seven foot... Looking, looking like a well, you know. That's how, <laughs> no, that, no, I know, I know, I know. That's how they introduced him as seven foot. Same thing as Kane, seven foot, big dude. Bray Wyatt is not. He's not a big dude like that. But he's like right? he's demonic though. But like mankind, he yeah. wasn't a big dude like that. But mankind, his shit was he could induce pain. He could take that shit. Yeah. So it's kind of like that was his thing where he had that that demonic shit, but. You can just do everything to him, and he was going to take it. Gotcha. Where Bray Wyatt is kind of like, there's that demonic mystique shit about him, and it's it's fucking dope, but you can't make him indestructible at this point because it's kind of like, you know, like he's going he's gonna to be able to take the pain. But the way WWE is like, you know, the way they, they wrestle in 2019, like, they're not going to be able to do the type of shit that Mankind was doing. Nah, you know nah, 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 They're yeah, not going to hit him with the, too with afraid the chair to do all 20 shit, times. Bro. Yeah, they're not going to do all that shit. Like, that shit is done. So, they kind of have to try to... It, I see what they're doing. Like, it's not, it's not easy. They want to give everybody what they want. Like, they want it to be taken to that next level, but it's kind of like they still have to stay within... The times, within grounds, bro. Yeah, and they're not—they're not gonna push it to that next level. That the fiend probably needs to go to that next level. So, gotcha. But let's see what happens. All right, so guys, so with Raw, right? Like I said, we didn't get any real like recap of the night before because of 
all the backlash, like what we were just talking about and everything like that. But one thing that stood to me was we didn't really get to see Seth. We didn't really get to see Bray after everything. Nope. And there was reports out that Bray Wyatt wasn't cleared to be on Raw. Yeah. I mean, even Cody said that he had really no no takes on the match because he heard somebody in the match got a concussion. From what we saw, what it looks like, it might have been Bray Wyatt with the concussion, you know, the sledgehammer and all the steel on top of his head, all that other bullshit. But he comes out during, you know, when everything is all fair, he comes out and attacks Cesaro. Like, it's just... Shit looks weird, bro. Like, what, what the fuck are they doing? Like, Raw wasn't what wasn't nothing to be honest this week. Raw was just people basically fighting for a chance to be drafted. Hold on, I didn't even see that. He attacked Cesaro. That was after Raw went off the air. What they showed it like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody put it out on uh, on Twitter. That was at Raw that night, so no they stayed way. for the dark match, and that's no. what happened. It was Cesaro. I forgot, I forgot against who, to be honest with you. I forgot against who. And he came out and attacked Cesaro. Really? Yeah. But it, it does, it's not going to lead to anything. It was just probably just that, you know, pop the fans and be like, oh, he is here, you know? Or it could have been how, see, The Fiend attacked Finn Balor, and he went to NXT. The Fiend attacked Cesaro. He's going to go to NXT I next. think people are just running away? I think he's going <laughs> to... Well, I mean, there's written reports of him going to NXT. Which would be great. Because they need... They need some... I mean, NXT has star power. Oh, for sure. It has star power, but they don't have superstar power. Right. They can rival the, the, the star of Jericho, Cody, the Bucks, Kenny. You know no, what I'm saying? But just putting those wrestlers... Moxley. Putting those wrestlers through some dope matches with the likes of like Finn Balor... The likes of fucking Cesaro gives them more clout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Wrestling Cesaro will give the NXT wrestler clout. Clout. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. You guys won't get it. It's a, it's a joke within, <laughs> within the fucking uh the chat we got. You have no clout. That's why. <laughs> But um, one thing that I really seen within Raw this week was the commentating team. The yeah. commentating team was building up SmackDown. Like, if they're on SmackDown. Like, they had nothing good to say about Raw at the moment, you know? And then Jerry Lawler was like, yo, listen. I want the biggest stars on Monday Night Raw. You know, he was bigging up the fact that, like, yo, Monday Night Raw is what started everything else. For and sure. this is what what it is. Regardless of the money being thrown at SmackDown, regardless anything happening outside of Raw, he actually gave some type of some type of meaning to the Monday Night Raw show. Oh, it already has the meaning, bro. It's already the staple of the WWE yeah, but just program. just how like the other two, the other two young guns were, were talking about it. They talked about SmackDown like as this prestigious place where these wrestlers want to go. Well, because SmackDown it has the highest ceiling. You know, yeah. being on Fox, being on Friday nights, like you know the money that's going to be happening. You know, behind SmackDown, it like it has the highest ceiling to do the best. You know, like that shit can really 
blow yeah, up. Yeah, it could, but you know what it is? Is like if you're a commentator on Raw, build up the brand, bro. You know what I'm saying? Build up the brand because you want something to talk about while it's, while it's in the ring, right? You don't want fucking um, Joe Schmo from fucking Forest Hills and then R- Rickety Dink from fucking Ridgewood battling in the ring and then you ain't got nothing to talk about. Yeah, I hear you. You feel what I'm saying? That, that That's something that caught me off guard. I was like, damn. And then I really like how Jerry like brought it to the attention that like, this is the show, not SmackDown. This is the show. And I feel like also that this is going to turn out to be what it was back then when they first started doing the drafts and all that shit. And they had the SmackDown 6, which was uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, Edge, Batista. Uh, fuck, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, everybody that's listening right now. But you already, know, six. you already know who the SmackDown 6 is. It's like people thought SmackDown was going to be a whack-ass show and all these guys came out and showed out and made this show what it was. Like, SmackDown then was, like, a premiere show. Something that you were running to see on Thursdays and when it was on Fridays for a little while before. You know what I mean? Before they moved back to Tuesdays. And I just feel like that's where Raw's heading to right now. Raw's going to get all the all this talent that we want to see, you know, flourish. That's the talent that we're going to get on Raw right now. And it's up to Heyman to build that talent. And I feel like Heyman could really build that talent. He really wanted Aleister Black and Bray Wyatt, as we've seen with the with the draft. He's not getting Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's going to SmackDown because Fox really wanted Bray Wyatt. And I feel like whatever he gets after this, he's going to fucking... He's going to explode. Raw's going to be a great show. People are downgrading it, but Raw's going to be a fucking great show. And they still has they still have the three hours, so they have more time like to make it. Why a not cut show. it down to two? Cut it down to two. Nah, three hours, yo, three hours is the death hour. That third bro. hour is the death hour, bro. Bro, if if you're gonna have two fucking heavyweight titles, if you're gonna have all these fucking wrestlers, you need a three hour show. You're not gonna cut out. You're gonna not gonna cut out the hours. Cut out the fucking wrestlers. If you're either or, like, either or. Like I seen Bobby Lashley get. Like, they're giving him another push, bro. They're giving this dude... I thought it was over for him. But they're giving him another fucking push. But Bobby Lashley, look look, look, look at the way he looks, though. He, like, he, he looks like the prototypical wrestler. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's... And he's... And he's in the ring. And he's glowing. Like, yeah. he's glowing. Like, Lana has him glowing. Yo. Yo, he's getting them yeeks. <laughs> <laughs> Word up, bro. Word. Yeeks. My nigga is... That nigga is, dude, he's on top right now, bro. That nigga's performing the cuckold. (laughs) Him, Rusev, and Lana. Poor Rusev. Poor Rusev. So, now, getting through all that, we have Wednesday nights now. AEW and NXT. Yes. Who give us probably the best wrestling out for the week? And who did you start with? Did you start with AEW or did you start To be with honest, NXT? both of them were DVR this week, bro. I was tired as a motherfucker, man. 
Oh, I ain't see none of the motherfuckers live. Mm. I ain't see none of them live. I was too tired for that shit. But well, you know what? Again, I started with AEW. But AEW is just the new thing. And it the show was really, really fucking good, bro. Word. It was really good. But this is one thing that I want to say about both of them together. To me, they're the same shit. The reason why I say they're the same shit is because they're based they're based off of all indie talent that needed a bigger platform. Right. They needed a bigger platform because they were better than going around the country doing a whole bunch of independent promotions. They needed to be on TV because they're that fucking talented. Right? And the one thing that puts AEW over is having the Bucks, Kenny, Jericho, Moxley. I should have said Jericho in the beginning because having Jericho puts them over. Big facts. And I like what NXT's doing. Bringing Finn Balor back to NXT. Why not? Finn Balor is such a big star. Everywhere he goes, he's loved and liked. He has a following that's that could rival Jericho's, to be honest with you, at the moment. But what brought them, what brought NXT to where they are now is their homegrown talent, mm-hmm. is the people that they brought in, yes. that they weren't established, like yeah. Jericho, like Moxley, like yeah. Cody, like yeah. the Young Bucks, who, they are, who already established. They went through WWE. They made a name for themselves. These guys are on the come up. Mm-hmm. And they're making they a hungry. dope show with dudes that are on the come up. They're hungry. I feel like that's the, like you said, that's the difference too. Like the fact that they're dealing with a bunch of young, hungry dudes that are making a name for themselves now. While AEW has a bunch of dudes that already had a name on a main, on a mainstream. But with, with a large, with a large roster of people that needed that that. Platform. Oh, for sure, you for sure. But the, but the state, like the stable of. The staple of NXT, like Cole. Oh, the undisputed era. Like um, Adam Cole was was phenomenal through the Indies, and was a leader of Bullet Club at one moment. Oh, word! Before Cody, mm. you know what I'm saying? He got kicked out of Bullet Club when he when he signed with WWE. Me, Shice, and and LP were there at that show at the Manhattan Center. We were there at that show. Where it was his last show for ROH. He got super kicked out of the Bullet Club. And the new member was Marty Skull at the moment. So, NXT has it. You know what I mean? I mean, most of their viewing was probably not only in the United States, but people outside of the country that relied on the network in order to watch NXT. So, right now, what they got to do with NXT is make sure people in in Europe, all of Europe, England, um, throughout the UK, England, Ireland, Scotland, all, all that stuff out there. You know what I mean? Make sure that they can get NXT because they are, you know, really, really into the product. Right. You know, they're invested into that shit. So you got to make sure these guys are there in order to. Well, but they're not getting it? I don't know. I don't know if USA reaches out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, AEW ha- has a partnership with a channel out there in, in the UK that they could get AEW, AEW shit. So they're not showing those shows on the network? 
I don't know. I haven't gone to the network to watch NXT in, in the last couple of weeks. I, w- I would hope so. I would hope so too. Because can't you see the raw episodes on the network or not? After a couple of after a couple of weeks, yeah. What people do for Raw and SmackDown, they go to Hulu. Oh, and shit. Hulu has the episodes without the commercials, so the shit's like an hour and a half, mm. two hours. You know what I'm saying? So that, but um, to me, I'll be honest, like they they're the same thing. And for AEW wanting to build their way up towards, you know, I guess competing with the brand that is WWE, competing with Raw and SmackDown. They got to surpass NXT. Facts. And with the talent NXT has and they keep bringing in, I don't know if that can happen. Because, like, yo, like, I understand what they're doing. It's a revolution right now. In total, with people watching it afterwards and all this other shit, they got 14 million viewers within the past two weeks. Phenomenal. Phenomenal fucking numbers. Who did? AEW. 14 million? Yeah. Wow. But that's within the past two weeks. People are not watching it live because people watching it live is a little over a million people. Still. Yeah, it's it's fucking beautiful numbers. You know how much WWE have? I don't know. I haven't I haven't ran into that. This is just like articles I'm running into okay. throughout the week. WWE with their Raw and SmackDown shows, they're doing two, three, maybe four million views. With SmackDown itself, they're doing like about three and a half. Live? Live. Damn, really? Yeah, my nigga. Like, the views are going up because they're on Fox. That's real. So it's like, yo, like, why shit on this company so much? I feel like everybody is just riding the horse right now. Who's shitting on? What do you mean shitting on? No, everybody. Just all fans. All all fans. Yeah, all fans. Bro, these fuck, like, man, we was having this conversation the other day. (laughs) All right? And these fucking fickle fans <laughs> is out here spending their money on the network, on these shows, and then going with their Twitter fingers and their IG fingers talking shit for clout. <laughs> for what? Todo S for clout. <laughs> right? These niggas, like, we, we were having a conversation about how there was, supposedly there was AEW chance... At that at the Hell smack- in the Cell. No, no so there was. The yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Hell in the Cell. No, because you know what it was? Um, Dave Meltzer said there was AEW chance at SmackDown, but somebody like that was at SmackDown like shut him down. Like, yo, stop with your fake news. It didn't happen. All right, so yeah. Why, that was crazy. Why, why do that? But did, there definitely was a Hell in the Cell because I heard that. Oh, yeah, we all I, heard that heard shit. But this is, again, this is like that social media era where... People do things just to do them because there's no repercussions. Obviously, if you spend your money at a, to go to a show, you can do whatever you want. But the fact that your displeasement makes you chant another organization means you're a dick rider. You're a dick eater, and you did it for clout. Shout out to you my nigga. You did it for what? Para el clouto. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. All I'm saying is this. There's no reason to compare it right now. None at all. Do they have a great start? Hell fucking yeah. Hell yeah. 
AEW is running away with shit right now on Wednesdays. For sure. Running away with it. Because they keep giving fresh matches. But fresh matches with the same group of 10. Let me just say that. That is true too. And that's an, I had that same observation. Like, why the fuck am I seeing the stars again fighting each other? Like, how many times are gonna, am I going to see Pac... Moxley, how many times am I going to see the same wrestlers wrestling together? Like, I'm over it. I'm I'm almost over it. <laughs> wow. Like, I just need more of a storyline. I just need more of a reasoning. Like, you're putting your dope wrestlers against each other. I get it. But it's like, because I just saw them advertising it. It was like Pac and... Oh, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a tag team match. Yeah. With, uh, with was it Pac and... Fuck, I can't remember right now. With fucking against Kenny Omega and some or some shit, some somebody, the same nigga. Oh, um, Cody. I mean, Cody and the young. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, <laughs> but I promise you, Cody, the Young Bucks, Pac, and Moxley are somehow involved in these and, matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, it's Pac and Moxley. Pac and Moxley versus Hangman Page and, and Kenny Omega, if I'm not mistaken. There you go. There you go. There you go. They did it already. They did it and they're overdoing it. This is, but this is my thing though. Like with the Hell in a Cell match with Baron Corbin and the newly known as Shorty Gable. He's not even Chad Gable anymore. He's Shorty Gable now, right? Pause. Pause. <laughs> but my thing is this is like, when I saw that, I was like, I'm done with this, bro. Like within the last two weeks, I saw six Chad Gable and. Baron Corbin matches. There's no need for that shit. Over it. There's no need for that. They have great chemistry. They could they could always do a great a great bout. But why not spread it out? Like you guys have that shit all cluttered in. And I feel like that's what AEW is doing now. Mind you, the last two weeks have been fire on AEW. Oh no, yeah. Have been fire. But we're going into the third week, and it's the same group of talent hosting that two hours, with you know, with, with a little bit of you know, with, with a little sprinkle of the Lucha Brothers, Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express, that they're going for the the tag team title tournament, which is great. I thought at the beginning that the tag team title tournament was basically gonna be the focal point. Of this show running for the first couple of weeks. It really hasn't. Because they did it on the second week. Now they're doing it on the third week. You know, they still have matches to, to go about it. And I know they have to they have to like kind of like intertwine with it with their next their next ba- big uh pay-per-view event that's coming in November. But my thing is it's like, yo, you have so many other wrestlers, and then you have this thing called now AEW Dark, where you have dark matches. Like you had a dark match of Kenny Omega and Joey Janela that the fucking internet world is raving about. The shit went 30 fucking minutes. I've never heard of Joey Janela doing a wrestling match for 30 fucking minutes if it didn't have to do with him burning himself or throwing himself off of something. So for him to do a match with Kenny Omega for 30 minutes and it be technical, why wouldn't you want to have that shit on fucking TV? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but this is the thing. This is a new company. They're trying different shit out. 
And they're just making sure whatever they put on TV is something that's going to pop. I understand that. But you, you guys said it yourself. It was to basically, you know, put on new talent and show what wrestling is. So, yo, listen, don't, don't oversaturate us with Kenny, Cody, and the Bucks. Please don't do that. Because the, the whole facade and the whole beautifulness of what is the elite and all that is that you don't see it too much. Facts. So don't give too much of that. Young Bucks, yes, you are top three in the world. Saying that. I'm going to say you're number one. You're top three. Top three and you're not one or two. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Everybody got their own thought, man. Everybody got their own thought. <laughs> but um, one thing I didn't like about AEW, I saw what they did on their YouTube page. Moxley had like a Goldberg interest thing. They didn't, they didn't preview it during the show, but so over there going into the ring with uh, with security, knocking on his door. I'm like, yo, and then this, then he comes out, seventy pounds less of Goldberg, like. <laughs> Cause you know he likes to like jump through the crowd and all that shit. So I guess security's there, like keep him safe. I don't know. But Jericho's the goat. Oh Jericho! Shout out to Jericho, man. That promo with the inner circle. Jericho, you are the goat. You are top five. Like the inner with circle, that, baby. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> you. With that promo, just put yourself into the realm of top five. Facts. Top five. Facts. Top five. Facts. Top five. Baby. <laughs> because every, I think everybody that, you know, tunes into AEW knows who Santana Ortiz are. They know who Sammy Guerrero is. They know who Jack Haggard is. You know what I'm saying? They know. They know who is the Ayatollah of rock and roller. Chris Jericho is. Or, but the way he put over everybody. He's like, look at him. He's so, when he talked about Sammy Guevara, he's like, look at him. Look at him. He looks like a Spanish god. He's so <laughs> sexy. Yo, bro. When they started <laughs> chanting, we the people. And he deaded it. And he... But he deaded it in such a beautiful way, bro, that like it it, it kind of made sense. Like even though it was a dope a dope gimmick that this nigga had with the whole we the people shit. So to be honest, it was the most over he's ever been in WWE. But when Jericho shut that shit down, kind of made it like, yeah, nigga, we get it. But yo, we on some new shit right now. Like so you know get what? off his dick. Yo, Jack Hager, when you go back to your Bellator matches. Nobody can say we the people anymore. Every yo in his MMA matches, he would hear he was hearing those chants, and he would go like after he won a match and do the whole you know, right right hand to the heart. You know, what are you doing now? I think he's gonna like they're gonna give him like a major major push in AEW. Like they're setting him up like to have a major push. They got to. They sending him up as an enforcer. He's ba- that's 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 what he is within the inner circle. He's an enforcer. You know what I'm saying? So when is the enforcer gonna pop and turn on the inner circle? Yeah, the inner nah. I think the inner circle is gonna have like 
a situation where Ortiz and and um, proud and proud and powerful is gonna have the tag titles. This dude will probably have one of their other titles. They got they got it. They got to situate a, a light heavyweight cruiserweight division. They got to situate that. Guerrero could be in that shit. Yeah, Guerrero could be in that. But the thing is, they got to situate that because they have enough wrestlers for that. And, I mean, maybe a a secondary singles title because all they have is the main heavyweight title. So they got to have a secondary singles title. And if they all come together like fucking Thanos with the rings and shit. Fire. Fire. Just running that shit. Fire, bro. And with Jericho on the mic. My nigga Jericho, the way he bigged up. So you need Santana and Ortiz, though. Look at these guys. These guys are like rabid pit bulls in a street <laughs> fight. <laughs> and, then, and then the camera pans to Ortiz, who has his tongue out with a dirty do rag on. I'm like, yes. Yo, there's little pelitos sticking out on the side. I'm like, yo, this yo, dude. Is- Straight, straight New George York the Animal shit. Steel vibes Yo. at Madison Square Garden, ripping off a Jorge the Animal Steel, <laughs> son. That's ripping off a turnbuckle, bro. For real, where he looked like a straight. But then my nigga Santana out there with the, buck, with the bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> On one thirty nine. Nigga looking straight to Kato. On 139th, bro. My fucking... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn this into a clip, but I'm going to put it like... By 3rd Ave, right? By 3rd Ave? By the Cuchi Frito spot. Straight 149th Street and 3rd <laughs> Avenue. Straight to Kato Central. <laughs> the hub. Two and a five train. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking But dope, yo, my, my, my boy shit. fucking Santana out there with the bucket hat looking like 93... They look, 93 NYC, my nigga. They look good, man. It's good to see them niggas in that, Yo, in that dude, situation. It is, it is phenomenal to see that, bro. It is phenomenal to see that shit. And I love it. I love it. And like we said earlier in the pod, HOG alums, bro. House yeah. of Glory alums. They're there. You got Santana, Ortiz, Private Party. All there. Out here. You know what I'm saying? Put it on for the city. Word, word. Thank you. Thank you for putting it on for the city, man. Because, listen, bro, we ain't got no fucking basketball players or baseball players coming out of here anytime soon. Shit ain't the fucking 80s and 70s anymore. For real. You know what I'm saying? So we need something. We need something. But, like, if I, like I have said, through this podcast, numerous times for the last couple of months... Darby Allen <laughs> is a fucking star. You have, He's a star, bro. You have been on the Darby Allen train for some time. I'm telling you, man. Uh, and that and that's another independent promotion that's just churning out stars. Evolve Wrestling. Evolve Wrestling. They they have something on WWE Network. This um actually t- tonight tonight at eight o'clock they have a great event going on Saturday night. And um, I, I I don't even know what else to say about this kid. His uh, finisher, that coffin drop, where he's just doing a a trust fall off the top rope, is fucking phenomenal. Boy, that shit is fire. And the reason why I said Evolve is so amazing is like we got Austin Theory, they're Evolve champions. Somebody that's gonna be so big in this fucking industry is within the WWE NXT realm at the moment. He signed. 
We got Darby Allen in AEW, Eddie Kingston in w, uh, NWA, sorry. And other people that went through there, like Keith, Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, Matt Riddle. Yeah, let's let's um uh Shane Strickland, aka Isaiah Scott Swerve. My boy with the swerve swag, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feel me, baby? Like yo, evil, I love indie wrestling. I'm sorry, I do. Yo, before you uh you get off because you just said um Eddie Kingston and NWA. Yeah. NWA is back too, baby. Yeah, NWA power. They out here looking like 85, bro. Word. They doing it up with the vintage graphics. Yo, I thought I had to go I, I had to go, you know, outside with some krills on 57 real quick, baby. <laughs> yeah, we was watching we was watching <laughs> some of the event, like their last shit. And an observation I had was the camera angles. Like these guys is really like in 77 with it. Yeah. Like, I they're like their their heads are blocked by the ropes. And <laughs> like it's a different feel. Like it's definitely it definitely has Yo, that dude, old you know what, vibe you know, to it. You know what that gave me a vibe of of me coming home, right? I think it was like oh, I don't even know. I was probably like seven eight years old. And this was when it was like NWA AWA wrestling on ESPN mm, at like three in the afternoon. Days. Like Smoky Mountain wrestling. We got the fucking. Uh, Rock and Roll Express and Jim Cornette they're out there with his fucking tennis racket and shit. Fire shit, bro. Fire shit. Love it. Love it. But guess what? There's something else going down on Wednesdays, though. Called NXT. And I just want to start off with the main event. Do it. And we'll work our way down. I just want to start off with the main event. The main event was fucking great. We had Kushida. Kushida, I've been following him since his New Japan days. He ruled through that junior heavyweight division and wanted more. They thought that he couldn't battle other heavyweights. But guess what? He's in this fucking match with Walter. Spell that shit with capitals like my nigga MF Doom. Spell that shit with capitals. Yo, shout out to Mauro Ronaldo with the MF Doom fucking... He Put said, it right there, bro. Just remember to spell it with all caps when you spell the man's name. Ah. Uh, yeah. But listen. Kushida's about 5'8", 185 pounds. Walter's like 6'4", 275. It's him. <laughs> it's Walter. He's here. And, yo, dude. I give it to Walter, bro, because he knows how to move into the ring. That nickname of Ring General, just, it, it, it supersedes everything, bro, because this guy knows how to move into the ring, and he's going against somebody that's basically a half foot shorter than him and giving us a fucking stellar match. Shout out to Kushida, because I heard he broke his hand in that match. No way. And kept on wrestling. Holy shit. All good. Love you, Kushida. Love you, bro. But love the Kush. You like I don't understand how New Japan Pro Wrestling didn't think that he could wrestle with heavyweights. Like I know that he's under the two hundred pound mark. Understandable. You know what I'm saying? But fucking at Mike Tyson at his prime when he was boxing, he was at two fifteen boxing niggas that were like two forty knocking niggas out. Maybe they felt like, you know, the, the, the heavyweight talents that they have there, like 
he would be better off going against the cruiserweights, you know? Like, Yo, listen, Walter could probably beat anybody up in fucking New Japan, bro. Yeah, Walter's dope. You know what I'm saying? Walter's an amazing talent. And once again, shout out to Kushida for putting on an amazing match. He fucking did a Spanish fly off the top rope with Walter and turned it into the hoverboard lock, which was fucking amazing. I think that's where he broke his hand, to be honest with you, because of the way they landed. But he still went into it. It was a fucking great match. Shout out to Walter. You're the fucking man. UK title holder. Awesome. Uh, another match that was one for the eyes, let me tell you, was Isaiah Swerve, Scott Swerve Central, my man. What up, baby? Versus one of the Undisputed Era members. We have the North American title holder, Roderick Strong. Great match. I didn't expect... You know, Swerve Scott to, to win this match, but I also like that he got over in this match. He got over in this match to the point where, like, his talent was shown. He could, he could show that he's part of this new nucleus of NXT talent that's going to move it forward. And it was dope. It was dope, man. Yeah, we expect, we expect more good things from him. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And then his whole swag to the ring. Like, he's just... He's like a 90s R&B singer coming to the <laughs> ring, bro. That swag is impeccable, my man. Impeccable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then Velveteen Dream comes out at the end. Young Prince. Yo. Young Prince. Sipping water straight out of the, the lakes of Minnetonka. Yo. <laughs> it ain't alkaline water, bro. He's sipping something else, my nigga. Now, Velveteen Dream, he's straight alkalinity. Yo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they call nigga Young Alkaline. <laughs> Yo, Young Alkaline off the Prince train. <laughs> <laughs> off the purple train. Yo, man. Shout out, yo. Once again, shout out to NXT for, like, giving us this, bro. Word. Like, I'll be honest, everybody's so wrapped up with AEW, but don't forget about NXT. NXT was there when you wanted AEW, baby. Don't forget about it whatsoever. Because when NXT TakeOver comes, that's when the real war starts. That right there is when the real war starts. Because I want to know which was better because when they did they thing with NXT UK they had that event that last NXT UK takeover oh my god that shit was phenomenal bro yeah Tyler Bate versus Walter was out of this fucking world and to be honest with you if you don't agree with us it's all good agree to disagree it was better than the last AEW event just gonna say that but. I'm going to put that out there. But yeah, you know, uh, Velveteen Dream came out. He did a, a TV 14 promo. <laughs> <laughs> and Roderick Strong looking like the short man, but it's all good. He's not too strong. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. I like that because AEW has a TV 14 demographic and they're killing the 18 to 35 demographic at the moment. So they got to... 
they got to do something. They got to they got to bring those viewers over. They got to bring those viewers over, whatever it may be. It may be cheap, cheap sex jokes or whatever it may be. But hey, fuck it. Gotta bring them over because at the end of the day, NXT is gonna show you talent in the ring and show you talent outside the ring. So to end off our NXT segment, uh, there's a new Lilo Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Before it was the 205 Live and all that shit, but it's the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. What's his name? I think it's Lilo Stitch. <laughs> 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 I know, I know. This, My this guy, Leo Rush. Oh, Leo Rush won wow. the NXT <laughs> Cruiserweight title from <laughs> Drew Gulak. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Were you watching Disney movies with your nieces and nephews? Probably, probably. Lito and Stitch, that's what it is, right? There you go. And he little <laughs> liked them niggas too. But yo, shout out to Leo Rush, man. Like, yo, <laughs> some real shit. <laughs> He beat Drew Gulak for the NXT title, and now we're seeing more of a merger with 205 Live and NXT, which I love. It brings another belt over to the NXT universe, where they can have most of their talent. They have a lot of talent there. Not everybody could go for the heavyweight belt. Not everybody. Kushida, yes. Kushida got to go for it, because that's what he came here for. But everybody else, all these other guys on the 200 pounds, yo, go for that cruiserweight. It brings over great matches. Uh, I would love to see Drew, Go- Drew Gulak actually either tag with Matt Riddle or mm. do a lane for himself because they had their little their little two man faction with the the catchweight shit. So that would be awesome and. I feel like there's so much going on within NXT. And they're just giving us little by little by little. They're not giving us everything all at, all in front. And for the true wrestling fan, you're like eager to see what the fuck is going to happen. Because I'm eager to see what the fuck is going to happen for the next NXT TakeOver. Because like I said, that's when the real world, the real war starts. Yeah, I read an article talking about how <clears throat> some some big name WWE wrestlers or some just some WWE superstars are gonna come into NXT and they're gonna keep their same pay and there's gonna be some NXT guys going to WWE, going to the main shows, and they're gonna see a significant pay increase. Yeah. So again, we were talking about this earlier, seeing those familiar faces in NXT from WWE it is a good look so can't wait can't wait to see what happens with NXT man I expect it to be like a really 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 powerful show for WWE I can't wait bro I really can't man because right now we're living in the time of pro wrestling bro like this shit this shit is out there bro yo the wrestling game is like the rap game right now bro yo listen this shit Yo, listen, bro. I don't give a fuck what any rapper says. You was watching this shit, my nigga. Like, I'll never forget an interview with Young Jeezy where he said he's never watched wrestling before because the shit was fake and it didn't didn't apply to him. Whatever, my nigga. Whatever. (laughs) Because to be honest with you, if you was that entrenched in what was going on, cool. 
all, you know, more power, more respect. But to be honest, everybody else, there has there has been one part of your life where wrestling was it. I feel like Jeezy would have been a big fan of New Jack. <laughs> Yo. New Jack was cut was cutting fans, bro. Yo, New Jack, the original gangster. Yo, he was cutting fans. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. I feel you know like Jeezy would have fucked with him. Nah, but what I'm trying to say with this is that, like, yo, listen, everything is a facade. Everything, bro. Even hip hop. Yeah, everything. It's just like wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's just like wrestling, bro. You got crews, people battle, people go against each other. What the fuck is wrestling doing? You ever fucking put a Hogan promo on mute and put a rap song over it? That's just like Hogan looked like he's spitting lyrics over there. <laughs> he looked like he's spitting gems. And he was. A little soggy ass. <laughs> <laughs> little Benista. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, that's how it is, bro. Like, you're not going to tell me. I was like, if there's any wrestling wrestling shit in your raps, whether it be a fucking punchline or something, you were watching at one moment, bro. Most of the punchlines might be Ted DiBiase, but it's all good. Word. Watch out for the new shirt. That's all I'm saying. Watch Word. out for the new shirt. But this is the 20 by 20 podcast. Do you got a song for today? I have a song. Yo, we didn't even talk about the draft, bro. You want to leave it off? You want to wait until the Raw's draft? And then we could... We got to we, we gotta wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. I, I feel like we got to wait because we had... Couple of people go here and there. We already knew they were gonna go where they went, with a couple of surprises. And then plus, it's not, it's not the 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 draft hasn't concluded yet because it's hasn't gonna, concluded. They're gonna finish it on. We had, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We had a couple of uh, a couple of surprises. You know, Bobby Lashley going, cra- you know, going first crazy. The Fiend going to SmackDown and all the other shit. But I feel like after after Monday, we have a more concrete understanding of what's going on with the draft and where they're going with both brands. Yo, could you see Raw going back to like a, like a more raunchier? Yeah, I see that. Especially with Paul Heyman. Like that that being their more like maybe PG-14 show. No, TV-14, I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to do that. But all they did was actually like, this is PG thirteen and this is them. That's him. That them hitting that demographic like that. Like yo, pause at like the trying. noise. That's not <laughs> smacking his hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's them like trying to like break the surface, and then they're just right there. We want them to, man. Come on, Vince, man. Bring it back, man. That's what it is, man. I don't want to talk about the I don't, I don't want to talk about the draft now. No, we'll nah. talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week when it's more concrete. You know right. what I'm saying? Like we just got a couple of people hit going here and there. We got a couple of surprises, blah say blah, whatever it may be. Alright, so regarding the music and keeping it with Flush and Queens, I say we throw on some uh. some Royal Flush, man. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think, we, I think we throw on some Royal Flush or throw on some extra P. You know what I'm saying? Like throwing, throwing, throwing something flushing. Nah, we're gonna throw some flushing on that. We're gonna throw some flushing on that. All right, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was 
episode 74. Damn, 74? 74. Niggas Holy don't do this shit, shit straight like that, bro. Of the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly. Shit, nigga, Woodrow. And we out. Okay, yo no está poniendo atención que está diciendo todo tu tío. Está diciendo una mierda que yo no sé. Okay. Yo voy yo. I'm out here now, these niggas can't shake my skills. I ain't tryna do no time in the hills unless they beverly. Got that mixtape for five, check out my melody. Flush town, I get it down, three five to get with me. My fly get heavenly. Think about dead and beef police, the real enemy. Niggas rather than me, they commend me when they see him. Might give me that just to pay respect. Run the globe so you can feel a tech. I'm wet. Leaning off the handy, blended off the purple. I trust any nigga politicking in my circle. What up, Kiko? Bet you ain't see me here. Kicking all this flavor in your ear Everything that you hear, nigga, it's all me Cause I ain't no swagger jack or a funny rapper I'm a liberal with a pistol and a sharp tongue Iron lung, brown fist, purple heart Tell me what the fuck you want Here comes the brand